Hello, this show contains mature content. Viewer discretion advised. Hello, this is Keeping Up with the Pantheons. A mythological podcast where we piss off a bunch of deities, get sent to hell so you don't have to. This is your co-host Alex Hamilton with Tyler Hayes. Yes! Alright. Hi, Tyler. Hi, Alex. Yeah, we're uh, we're on episode thirty-seven. Nice. And I, I will admit, I very specifically did this episode for myself. Yay! <laughs> Self gratification is the best type. Uh huh. I was, I was feeling kind of, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, Sad. No, no. I, I inspired by this article I was reading in the news the other day of. How these archaeologists had found the uh, this place called Aten in uh, Egypt, and it was it's just a cool story. So I was like, okay. "Yeah, I want to I want to do something on cities and magical places that are have been talked about through the ages." Okay, do you want to know what I found out in an article that I read? Oh. Um, yeah, so basically if there's anything that they find on, like, you know, dig sites, and if it says that it's for a fertilization ritual, it was a dildo. Cool. I didn't know Actually, that's, I like, okay, yeah. So, you'll learn something new every day. (laughs) Yep. (sighs) Oh, before we start the episode, um, whoever, like, binge listen to our entire show we appreciate whoever the hell you are if you want to like do a shout out on uh, facebook yeah we'd like to know because you know that was cool yeah we yeah. love you <laughs> that we jumped, love you <laughs> that jumped up our no- numbers and oh, we yeah. love all our listeners yeah yeah wait no i listen does that mean i no no excluding me i don't love myself <laughs> who do you think this is alex i am 100 percent a self-deprecating well, I, asshole i love you so and I love you. There okay, you we'll go around it that way. There we go. <laughs> uh, so uh, we we know that it's uh, uh, there's been all sorts of mythical locations talked about through the years, and sometimes those mythical locations even get found. Sometimes, like in um, in the case of the city of Troy, was actually discovered in the 1870s or rediscovered. I should say. So that it was that type of thought process that I was just like, yeah, I want to do an episode on places. Okay. So the first one, of course, I have to do is on the city of Atlantis. Okay, the only one I knew, I was wondering. Okay. It's one of the most hotly uh, debated legendary cities of all time, which is kind of, it's kind of funny. Uh, so the story of Atlantis comes down only through one writer, and that's uh, the philosopher Plato. Oh. Yeah. Uh, he wrote of it in his works, the Timaeus and the Critias. And the works, the Atlanteans are actually the ancient enemies of uh, the Athenians. Uh, They had conquered what we would call, like, most of Western Europe, and I think some of... Was it some of North Africa? Well, I know it was a lot of Europe. Why are you Uh, asking me? I was actually talking to myself there. (laughs) Nerd. (laughs) Who talks to themselves these days? Everybody. I do. (laughs) 
<laughs> but they were finally repelled uh, at Athens by the Athenians and their allies. Okay. Eventually, though, the Atlanteans would suffer a huge loss when they would lose the favor of the gods and their uh, island would mysteriously sink beneath the waves uh, like in one night, which a lot of people are just... uh, Nowadays are like, oh, there was probably some type of volcanic eruption that killed everyone. (laughs) Which, that does happen in that area of the world from time to time. Volcanic eruption made the place go down? Yeah. Yes. So... Earthquakes. Yes, earthquakes from the volcano uh, can cause enough where everything just sinks. Okay. Yeah. Every time I hear the word earthquake, I think of that one song that I used to know when I was younger, when I used to go to Bible camp. It was from Family Force 5. I know the band, I can't find the song, but it was... Drop that 808, the walls begin to shake, it's too much for the club to sh- take. Shake it like an earthquake. And I've looked up those lyrics and I still can't find the song. Huh. Oh, okay, I've never heard that one. I'm sorry, that was like a hell of fucking left turn from what you were talking about. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. It's you, Tyler. And I love you. <laughs> uh, supposedly these events happened some 9,000 years before Plato. Oh. So, and he was around, what, uh, I, I want to say like 300 or... No, before that. He was back in BC. So anyway, so long time ago for us. Uh now because it only come now because it only comes down to us from one source, many uh many people say the story is completely made up. Uh while others believe Plato, Plato must have gotten the idea from uh older legends mm-hmm. of other places and it's just like, oh, we just happen to have only his. There's probably other uh, people who wrote about it or something like that. Yeah. Um, He's uh, just the only one who was famous enough that they kept his words. Yeah. So this has made it where the debate goes on. It's like, okay, was this completely made up by Plato to just have an enemy for uh, his writings to kind of demonstrate a point for his philosophy or what was going on? And so, and also he mentioned certain geographical landmarks like the Pillars of Hercules, which exist. Uh, uh, basically, there's a waterway from the Mediterranean out to the Atlantic, okay. and there's these two natural for, uh, rock formations on uh, on the southern tip of Europe there, and on North Africa, and those are been traditionally thought of what he was talking about. Of course, that's not the only place that's ever been called the Pillars of Hercules. There's places in Greece that have a similar formation. So basically people are like, I've guessed everywhere from uh, uh, from like the mid-Mediterranean all the way to the New World. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's still an argument going on today. Whether it's real or not, and then where the story comes from, so it, it's a fun topic. So what you're saying is, if we actually find it, we'll find all the buried treasure. I hope so. Hell yeah! <laughs> Let's uh, go. 
I'm gonna go get my adventures hat right now. <laughs> I don't know where it is. Good. Okay, so uh, next up is Avalon. So uh, Avalon was a magical place which translates as the Isle of Apples. Okay. Yeah. It was shrouded in a type of mist that made it difficult to find and was ruled by nine women. Nice. Yeah. It makes its uh, first... It makes an appearance in the stories of uh, King Arthur and is actually the place where Excalibur was supposedly forged. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, when Arthur was uh, injured by uh, Mordred and... Uh, almost killed. Basically, it was said that he got brought to Avalon, where he now sleeps, waiting for the day he is needed again. Oh, like Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> yeah, except for he has a knife wound in his tummy. <laughs> yeah, and the kiss is more of a metaphorical thing. It's actually a cry for help. Yes. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the first appearance of Avalon is by Geoffrey uh, of Monmouth. In uh, Historia Regum Britannia. Can you say that again? The whole thing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jeffrey of Monmouth in Historia Regum Britannia. I think you said that backwards. It's actually Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the chief ruler of the island in uh, most of the versions was uh, Morgan Le Fay. So... Very okay. famous sorceress, and in all the uh, modern depictions, she's usually Arthur's sister and one of his main adversaries. Okay. Yeah. So. And that's that's kind of the fun thing about all these, these cities I should just throw in. Uh, each one of them has inspired hundreds of stories. Especially in modern culture, movies, TV shows, books, so on and so forth. Uh, The island was said to produce all its own food naturally. Like, nobody had to actually work to have uh, fruit and wheat grow and all that sort of stuff. Wait, meat grow? Wheat. Wheat. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, meat comes on trees now? Hell yeah. Uh, I want to go there. <laughs> Bake it right off the fucking tree. It's still sizzling hot somehow. <laughs> oh, they know my exact fucking like need for bacon. Like where like it's not crunchy and like, but it grows exactly like that. It's like we're waiting for time. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> mm, bacon. Bacon. You know, I I think we have bacon. I could have cooked you some this morning if you had asked. But you didn't ask, did you? I I went, no, I can't decide what we're having for breakfast. You pick it. And then you're like, you want eggs? And I'm like, that's not you picking it. Jeez. By the way, thanks for the eggs. You're welcome. All right. Next on the list is uh, a place called Bergen, an invisible city. Nice. Yeah. That is said to lie between Gandhara, Tarragon, and Hagsagan in the Philippines. Okay. Uh, the city is said to be home to a race of shape-shifting beings and the children that they've had with humans. So, uh, from this area, there have been many claims of odd events. Everything from people saying they've seen the lights in the city to a Japanese company that tried to build in the area, but 
couldn't because of how many accidents kept happening to the point the company abandoned the project. So when you're saying it's invisible, do you mean like it's land, but you can't see the houses or it's completely uh, invisible? I'm I'm thinking it's I I was imagining it in my head like city magical barrier making it invisible and uh so you can see the land but you don't see the city itself. Um that's that's how, what I was saying. I'm thinking more of like a ripple in time type deal where like it's there, it's just folded in or whatever. But like if you go down like a specific corridor, you can like well find it. But well, that that's kind of the weird thing. Like it's always seafarers are saying they're the ones that see it at night. And is it like there was uh, and the whole reason that the Japanese company tried to build there in the first place was because of satellite imaging showed all this really shiny looking material. And they thought it was like either gold or uranium or something that they could mine really easily. But as soon as they started trying to build up to uh, process the area, like their whole company got fucked. Huh. Yeah, I thought it was a cool story. Ooh. <laughs> right? It's like a ghost town. Yeah. But literally. Yeah, it's magical. Magic ghost town. <laughs> Alright, so uh, now this next story technically probably shouldn't be included, but I, I thought this was a good example of how stories can get out of hand. So, El Dorado. We've all we've yeah. all heard of it. In present day, it's a story about a city made entirely of gold. But originally, it was a story about a guy called El Dorado, who would get naked and his people would cover his skin in gold dust. Then he would jump into a lake to wash it off, and his people would throw jewels and such in the lake as well. Were they making fun of him? Was no, it, like it a... was it was like it was one of those religious things. Oh. That yeah. makes sense. I was just thinking, oh, look at this nerd, he's naked. <laughs> and he looks in like gold. a statue. <laughs> okay. uh, Maybe I was bullied too much as a kid. <laughs> so from from that story in the and the uh, conquistadors who heard it, they're like, Oh, let's see if we can find this lake that they're jumping into because it will be full of gold and jewels because of this celebration but as the story spread from the conquistadors telling it it changed a little bit over time and then it mixed with other stories of cities that were said to be filled with riches and wealth and everything and it all combined until it was el dorado entire city made of gold you know, it's almost close enough. If you just change the word "city" to "man," it makes sense, right? I, I mean, I, I with a man made of gold. Exactly. Yeah, you're like it makes sense. It's just like that video, uh, or not video, that game, uh, telephone. Yeah, I yeah. used to love playing that yeah. specifically because I would fuck it up. <laughs> I was you not would. a good person. Uh, I think you're a good person. I, the teachers used to be like, if you mess it up, at least please make sure it's not profanity. <laughs> and I'm like, 
Where's the fun in that? <laughs> I was gonna make everyone whisper butts. Uh. Uh, so our next destination is the Island of the Hesperids. Okay. Now, this place has popped up in several episodes that we've done now. Okay. <laughs> You're like, I don't remember that. Yeah. So the uh, the Hesperids were the uh, daughters of Atlas and tended the uh, Hera's orchards. They were known as the Nymphs of the West. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're like, okay, I remember this. Yeah, I've told you before. You got to explain things to me first. I'm dumb. <laughs> uh, so uh, Hera received these golden apples as a wedding present from Gaia, actually, oh. uh, when she married Zeus. And... Hera loved the apple so much. She actually was like, "Hey, Gaia, can can you grow these for me? I like them." That's actually kind of cute. Yeah. Uh, so. And the guy says no in no. this economy. <laughs> <laughs> well, she obviously agreed because she had a whole orchard. In this economy. <laughs> so the Hesperids were chosen to. Uh, watch over the apples, but Hera didn't completely trust them, and so that's where uh, she also left a dragon there. Okay. Yeah, Laden, the hundred-headed dragon that was there to also guard the apples. You should do a story on this one. Well, we we have. Are you just messing with me at this point? <laughs> Okay. Okay, thank you. You were about to make me feel really bad, actually. I love you, Alex. <laughs> you, the fact that you saw through my face instantly. Damn it. It was thought that uh, Eris actually stole one of these apples for herself, and it became the apple that started the Trojan War. So that apple she threw into uh... the party... That she rode on for the fairest. Yeah. It <laughs> was thought to be one of these apples. Okay, it's all coming full circle, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and so we jump from uh, Greece all the way over to Japan now. So, okay. uh, this is the uh, Ryugu Jo, or the. It's the, uh, the palace where the Dragon King of the East lives. Okay. Uh, in this legend, uh, he lived there with his daughter, uh, Otohime. And in the, uh, in the legends that kind of, there's a couple of them that surround this place, but in them, they all kind of follow a similar track of a mortal who comes to live there at the palace and, he spends some time there, he's having a good time, but eventually he's like, oh man, I feel like I've been here for a while, I need to go home. And then he starts, he travels back up to the surface, because of course it's like on the bottom of the ocean and whatnot. Mm. Uh, he, as, they get, as he gets back and he steps onto the shore, all of a sudden he, uh, the person will turn the dust because apparently time doesn't work the same in the uh, the palace there. And when you step foot back on dry land, all the time that has passed uh, catches, catches up. up to you and you... Die. You, <laughs> yeah, well, basically because it, apparently it's been a couple hundred years. And it's only felt like a few years, basically, while you were down there. 
little kid who's 16 spends five minutes there just so he can become 21 to go buy cigarettes. <laughs> Man, that makes me think of Star versus the Forces of Evil. <laughs> <laughs> Where they would go into that one dement that terrible dimension that was, and they would get all buff there, and then they would yeah. come back, and they'd be like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> what's <Marco>. the point?" <laughs> He's like, "Where'd my muscles go?" <laughs> exactly, except for it's hooligans buying cigarettes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, and that's our episode today. So, closing thoughts, questions of this episode, I really just did for myself. <laughs> Um, in the one with um, Excalibur, what was the name of the place? Avalon. Yeah, what would you like to grow on trees that you can eat? I, I... Mine's bacon. I, yeah. Perfect I bacon. I like my more traditional uh, fruits, but I, I do like the citrus. So... Oranges. oranges. That's lame. I love oranges. You can grow literally food on trees and you pick oranges? Yes. You fucking pleb. I <laughs> you lo- nerd. I love oranges. They're so delicious. Give me some orange juice. <laughs> what the fuck? Please. Maybe. Okay. I gotta go pick up the kids after this anyways. Okay. Alright. All right. I appreciate you. Bastard. <laughs> God. Alright. So, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we are currently available on Spotify, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Outcast, Radio Public, what? Apple Podcasts, and Anchor.fm. <laughs> <FM. laughs> okay. Go ahead. I'm, I'm still here. I'm glad you're here. Uh, please subscribe. Tell your friends to su- uh, subscribe. Tell everybody to subscribe. Binge watch our show because it makes us happy. <laughs> also, it makes our numbers look really good, too. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, ooh, um, wait, no, I have another story because, you know, we've only hit 22 minutes we go to like 30 sometimes so anyways last night there was this asshole okay and i had to talk to him on the phone because sue was busy so she couldn't deal with it so i was on the phone and i was basically talking to this guy and you know how my last job was a customer service job so i basically have that was my tamagotchi I basically have this aggressive voice on the phone where it was like, I'm so sorry I'm not able to assist you, but what I can do for you today. And I had a coworker standing there and he didn't realize that that was my customer service voice and he was freaking losing it. <laughs> and that's what I did yesterday. Anyways, so also find us on Instagram at Cute Podcast, Twitter at Cute Podcast. Facebook group, Keeping Up With The Pantheons. We would love to hear from you to find out how to make this show better for your listening pleasure. You can also reach us at our email, keepingpantheons at gmail.com. If you come across any stories you would like to hear about or any tales, please uh, send us a message. And remember, gods gods are are dicks. dicks.